I was just talking to a buddy of mine and I was trying to remember like how I how we connected on Instagram and I don't know if it was like I just saw one of your posts about you know recording on 16 millimeter or what it was but I assume one of the first times I like sent you a message or commented on one of your posts was for your um like you know throwback grindhouse short (laughs) which was really cool and um I later recognized the um the opening title sequence from um uh what's it called death proof has the similar is that is that that, well what's the name of your short again it's uh lady saigon blood road right right and is that opening title sequence is that like is that from death proof or is that just a standard 60s or 70s title sequence oh the feature presentation thing yeah so there's a template that you can get it's after effects that has like a license and it has that particular okay. one so it's like a one-time buy for one project but um so it's like a little it's kind of like a a remake of it i guess yeah somebody did so it's like similar because of copyright issues but um yeah it's like a manual um project that uh, somebody created so you know that i purchased i think on in video i can definitely send that to you so it has well, some really it, cool effects and stuff there titles you- and sounds and (laughs) yeah did you did you get that because you bought a pack and then that was the one you liked or or i'm curious like do you have some sort of love of grindhouse movies or are you a tarantino fan or where where'd that style come from um well i grew up watching kung fu flicks i love martial arts um it's pretty much my whole identity i trade martial arts on the daily Oh, wow. So, so I do like, I just started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's about two months in. But before that, I did like five years of Muay Thai. And then uh, also, I'm doing on the weekends uh, Eskrima Serrata, which is uh, some of the moves are in the Lady Saigon, which is the swords and stick fighting. Okay. So that's what it's kind of based off. Um, how do you how do you like uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu because that's like so hot right now and I if I could put it in my schedule I would totally do it um I think it's uh an amazing art it's very very challenging especially when you first start so it's going to be so foreign for the first seven months I still don't know what I'm doing (laughs) yeah and uh you're constantly getting uh you know submitted over and over would you get acclimated and so you're learning you know the language time, yeah but they call it rolling which is like kind of sparring at the end of the class you know yeah it's cool like you can go as hard as you want and at any time somebody like submits you you just tap they let go yeah and usually the higher belts um when you roll with them uh they kind of give you pointers so they'll have a round so they're not just completely dominating yeah. you to give yeah. you a chance um great workout um very very great workout and uh it's very challenging <laughs> do, do you watch ufc at all uh, yes yes i do here and there just some of the bigger fights yeah. i watched the last uh, 
less fights with Nate Diaz, you know, San Francisco over here. Yeah, I caught the end of it. Yeah, so yeah, like watching all all of those. Um, I guess it started off with like when I was young. My dad used to like uh, watch like Chinese movies and like um, especially Bruce Lee was definitely the all his movies was my Saturday like kind of like movie <laughs> at a young age. So I wanted to emulate him and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And then my dad like just had a lot of brought like a lot of Shaw Brothers movies. So I don't know if you're familiar with Kung Fu Shaw Brother movies. No, um, I'm not. So they're like a big film um, company in China. Um, I don't think they're they might be around still. But they were making um, just cheesy Kung Fu movies. But I mean, like the guys were acrobatics. But uh, God, they put out. So hundreds and hundreds of movies and um which is awesome you know um not a lot of plot to it just abrupt endings like <laughs> hey beat, beat the final boss and then, yeah. and then just it shows the credits like no resolution but what some a, movies are good i'm curious uh one thing i was just thinking about is like since you know those movies way better than i do because um, mm. i i've i Gosh, I maybe saw some Bruce Lee movies as a kid, and that's probably yeah. about it. But I'm yeah. curious, like, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Like, how was the... How yeah, was, I definitely watched that. How was, how was that Bruce Lee character for you? Since if, if you're a big fan of that whole genre and, and of that. I was, like, kind of making fucking po- fun, you know? I mean, some people, you know, like took it too seriously but you know yeah. things can happen there's untold stories you know yeah yeah so i just i just took it with a grain of salt it's just it's a movie in the very end and actors so yeah you know, oh, and he's also he's, he's he's like barely in it too so it's like hard to get a good like sense of that actor's portrayal but i just i just remembered some some people uh were just like not happy but i so i was wondering you know like uh, a, 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 a fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just more of a media story than what actual like, you know, because I, yeah. I was I was the same way too, but um for me, like the rest of the movie is the more interesting part. Um yeah, you know, in, in Brad Pitt's character in that movie is portraying like the badass, like he's a badass. Yeah. You don't mess with him, so that was what it was, <laughs> you know. So well, Tarantino also described it in an interview where he said, like, um, what's his, I, I should know the character's name, but yeah, Brad Pitt's character is a fictional character. So he's like, you know, if yeah. I'm if I'm writing a Dracula movie and it's Dracula versus Mike Tyson, I can have Dracula, <laughs> Dracula can be as strong as I want him to be. And so can Brad Pitt's character. Like, it's, it's, not, it's fiction. It's um, but um what no, that's valid. Uh, I'm curious actually, um, because Tarantino is a director that I really like. I'm curious what other directors because you mentioned uh like the Shaw brother, or is it the Shaw brothers that you said? Yeah, Shaw Brothers. So let me have you seen Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah. So what's cool about Kill Bill is he took a lot of like famous stars in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. Mm-hmm. So like um the most famous one that Wu Tang, you know, Wu Tang uh, took their songs from her name after their songs, 
enter the 36 chambers. Um, okay. It's like it's the 36 chambers of Shaolin. It's a movie, mm-hmm. and it's with Gordon Liu, and um, AKA the Master Killer, as they call him. <laughs> but uh, he was in Kill Bill. He was the um, he was a side bodyguard, the bald-headed guy with the black mask. He was yeah. also he was also Pai Mei, which is a famous. Um, he was the long beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid. Yeah, and then what's cool is that whole sequence is um, when she's doing these like finger training. It's actually from different Shaw Brother movies, and that one gotcha. was from Mad Monkey Kung Fu, where he's like learning the same sequence. And also the synthesizer song of Kill Bill is actually from Five Fingers of Death. So if you watch the trailer, you'll you'll recognize these sounds. So what was cool was he was paying a homage, like he took a lot yeah. of uh, different, uh, you know, famous stars to start his films. I'm like, oh my God, there's Gordon Loom. There's, oh my God, that's from Five Fingers of Death. Oh, this is like that. And then like where she goes and meets the samurai guy was actually a really famous action star or like martial arts action star, uh, Sunny Chiba um, from Japan. Okay. So when she flows over, <laughs> she's like the chef. Like that's an actual yeah. legit like like famous star. I'm like, oh my god, it's Sunny Chiba. Like, what is going on here? And I think his um I don't know if you heard of a movie called Lady Snowblood. No. So if you watch that movie, if you can find it or just skim through it, it's literally mm-hmm. Kill Bill. It's like okay. a whole plot. And like um the main character in that movie. She's uh, kind of like who Lucy Liu's character is in Kill Bill. Okay. And how they have that outside fight scene. She's like she's in the Kermoda with the sword. Like, yeah. It's exactly the same. Like like that movie Lady Snowblood is exactly essentially the same in a modern take. You know, so he kind of just like took like a the main plot, but then still plug it in in a modern sense. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then paying homage by putting together like these old cool old school like uh, stars into it so i was like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's one of my favorite films just because it's like oh man this is like a kung fu like <laughs> yeah well, kill bill was uh so i'm a big uh, i'm a huge tarantino fan now and mm-hmm. kill bill was definitely one that um didn't like my my tastes have changed as i've gotten older but like I didn't fully appreciate that film until after I had a real sense of Tarantino. And like, even though I don't know yeah. all the, all the specific um, references you just mentioned, I had mm-hmm. seen, I had seen little like YouTube videos where people show quick side by sides where it's like, Oh, yeah. he took this from this and this from this. Yeah. And then also hearing him in so many interviews and hearing about how much he loves um cinema from asia and how much that yeah. influenced him then it was like okay now i get the movie because like this is basically he's just a total uh, huge fan and this is him like presenting to basically america to be like exactly. this is this this is like the coolest stuff in the world to me and that's then i got it and now i uh, now i really enjoy that film it's just long because i like i don't want to watch it just one part i want to i want to watch it all <laughs> you know parts. yeah definitely check out lady snowblood and you'll see a lot of references like a lot of references i'm gonna write oh, it down oh. because i was gonna ask for a recommendation 
Yeah, um, it's funny because like that's why I called my movie Lady Saigon because like I was looking through Shaw Brothers movies and I think there was another big film Chinese film house was producing action films and kung fu films called Golden Harvest. So okay. a lot of the like sixties and seventies like like main like female lead was you know always lady dragon or lady something you know so i was like okay lady snowblood so um <laughs> the the actress that i worked with um she was beating me so i was like how about just lady saga and i'm like okay that makes <laughs> sense. so that's kind of like <laughs> what we came up with <laughs> I'm, I'm curious um like how so i i think you already told me that you put that short film together kind of for fun but i'm curious what the response has been because i think there's going to be like a growing trend of people who do kind of what you did where it's like here's a micro short that i'm going to post on instagram so like a ton of people can consume it really easily what's the response been like um just me and a lot of friends like yeah and just like you know like you watching it you know mm-hmm. because i was just putting hashtag that was i shot it on film yeah you know that was like the most challenging the most fun thing i learned a whole lot about filmmaking just from that <laughs> um never attempted anything like this and so it's just like like me and my friend greg greg is the guy who does who's this, who is um one of the characters and he knows like filipino martial arts so it was like put two and two together because when we were doing, he does Muay Thai, so we'd practice together. And I was like, you know, cool would it be if you did this in a movie? And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have the whole plot written down because it was too hard to get people who were um, to participate, you know? Mm-hmm. you know, finding time, finding the right people. Yeah. Some people backed out. So like I just couldn't I would have to what I did was I just had like a loosely like scenes that I needed. Yeah. And that's kind of like how it kind of came together. So on the day of I did three days of shooting, um, spread about like three months. You know. Wow. The first one first one was more of a test. It was just her and my friend Greg. And I got some scenes and then I when I saw my role back and i saw the footage i was like oh cool maybe i can add some more stuff to this so then i planned for the second shoot and that's when i got more of the guys other guys and friends and i was like you guys are villains you're gonna be the boss (laughs) you're gonna be the thing coming to 70s get up that is your title and they just showed up and you know um it was great to see that they really took their time and put together their costume (laughs) And you shot it on a Bolex, right? Yes, on a Bolex. And what kind of what kind of uh, film was it? Like 50D or 250 or what? Ectochrome. Oh, Ectochrome, cool. Yeah, all Ectochrome. And, and then, did you do any like color correction or like? Um, so uh, I sent it out. I got a scan. I got a log scan. I just did micro adjustments. You know, I brought the yeah. colors back, and then because you know it's film and uh wanted to respect that too uh i tried doing grades but it was just like taken away from the whole point of shooting on film 
Yeah. So, you know, just a little bit of saturation and like, and just the uh, exposure. That's about and, it, really. And then did you do like all the sound effects after? Like, and just. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some packs, you know. Um, I had to get the music license. So I did pay for that. So that was interesting. I've never done that before. So I went and um, found an album that had all some of the the theme songs from a lot of Sean Brothers movies. And they mm. were in London. It was just actually a, a British company that owned all that. Oh. I think it was like during the time when they were like dubbing Chinese movies, you know, because they're originally in Chinese to uh, um, kind of like, yeah, like was a lot of the music was from like, like in London and stuff, like all over. Hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And so I got the rights for that. I had to like, you know, like pay for, you know, like um, just like for the whole album. And then just basically I could use as much as I want, but only for one project. So it's about wow. time to finish. And that was literally how I did that. That was kind of cool. <laughs> So like, and are you gonna, <laughs> I think I commented like, you gotta do more. You gotta like make a longer yeah. version. Like, I, I mean, really especially if you're, to. yeah. Is it just, I mean, obviously cost is I, probably I a factor. Think, and Yeah, I think it's mainly more of the actors. It's uh, trying to get them back, you know. Um, I, you know, a couple of people live kind of far away. So I think I would probably, do something else, like a new yeah. story. When I finally get like some people, I, I was having some meetings on, you know, just connections with other martial artists that like would want to do some things uh, through my network. So um, yeah. yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> do you sure think you? Go do you think you'd shoot on film again? Oh man, I love shooting on film just as much on digital. Man, I mean, I have the camera, so I love yeah. shooting on film. It's just something about it's different, you know. Yeah, and you use Maybe. Super 8 too. I saw right on, yeah, uh, I have but, Super but for other projects. Yeah, that's a fun one to use too. I like both, just because like today's modern technology scans are so amazing. I mean, 4K scans, like yeah, it's like a high def scan that you would, yeah. you know, you know, it's it's amazing like it really yeah. takes use of uh, the film you know which is really cool um have you seen um dune or the batman the new yeah batman? i've seen both of them you know that was shot on digital and then transferred to a film stock and then re-scanned back to digital to give it texture the the, the batman yeah, the Batman and Dune. Oh, and Dune? with an RE. Yeah, they shot it with an RE Alexa. And then they, I don't know what if, I don't even know you could do that. Like, you could just, uh, um, yeah, they, they paid for the scans to, like, but, somehow print it on the film. So that's they so weird. Digital file. I know, so because they said that it was just so sharp and clear that they wanted some texture. You know, 
Hmm. So they went through that whole process. Um, I read down an article. I don't know if you subscribe to America, American Cinematographer. Highly recommend it. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Cool I just go on a cinematographer. What is it? Cinematographer, cinematography.com. It's like the yeah. message board. That's where I just go yeah. to. That's where all awesome. my questions go to. Uh, it's great because it's like all the new shows, all the new movies, you know, you get an issue once a month and, you know, it's, a, it's relatively cheap, but they show you all the behind the scenes and like techniques and it's cool. Like gear rundown. It's amazing. Awesome. I do I do follow Kodak Film on Instagram. They they post yeah. a lot of that kind of content too. Like every day it's yeah. like different all the different you know shows that are working with their products. I mean yeah. the big one I mean the big one is uh I guess Euphoria because that yeah. show uses Ectochrome. Yeah, that's I, I watched that. It's gorgeous 35 millimeter. Wow. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> handling one of those cameras. And, yeah, uh, I wish. <laughs> uh, do you think you would ever, uh, we talked briefly on Instagram where I was talking about how like someday I would love to get my own film camera that does sync sound. So yeah. like an RESR or something like that. Some, mm -hmm. I think that's like the entry point where you can actually legitimately do sound. Would you ever want to try and do something like that? or get one of those i think i would rent it it's just yeah. like the maintenance it's hard to find like maintenance if things go you know unless That's you right. want to use it to rent it out to people but i think the main key is like writing a really good story and then when you're really confident in it like try to get all the funding for it to like be shot on whatever you want it to be shot on you know i feel like those yeah. cameras are very so like um one of its kind you know and as much as I love my Bolex, like I use it time to time, but not all the time, you know? Yeah. So, like if you're going to invest in something, definitely take an account. If you're going to be shooting a lot and shooting on 16 and 400 foot rolls is quite expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you shoot on the most right now? Um, I obviously not the film cameras. Um, it's a funny thing, the Sony uh, ZV-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done events with this. It's so you know. Yeah. I think the small compact is great. Like any Sony cameras are great, you know. Um yeah. uh you know, I have a red Komodo, but it takes so much setup. And, uh you know, it's just a lot to carry sometimes. And I like things compact and ready to go. I think the best camera is the one that you have with you, you know, as they always say. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think I feel like story trumps all. If you just have something like really good to share, I think that's the most key thing. And you get so creative. I mean, these things are amazing. I mean, the shoot's 4K. And yeah. what I've been doing too is I've been playing with shutter speeds. Okay. So like to create like like some of like like say like you're shooting like action, you know, yeah. you boost up the shutter feed speed so it looks like it's fast and frantic, yeah. you know, more yeah. sharper, so it's like less motion blur. Yeah, um, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, or like, I was just know, learning artists. about that with uh, dance videos. They do that. Yeah, and then uh, also like, of course, slow shutter speed with like a fade, so you can make at least cool fade effects, you know. Mm -hmm. Or you can do the other route, which is awesome: is photos. Like, take like burst of photos to a certain shutter speed that you like. 
and mm. then compile them so you have like, like I don't know, five, six, ten shots in a row, and then you just stack them for like some cool effects and mm. you know, like with a red, I mean, you can't really take photos and you can't. Yeah. The shutter speed, like as soon as you change the shutter speed, you have to wait until the temperature is correct. So it's like oh, the computers. Yeah, it's not like instant. So like that's why I like a lot of mirrorless. Mirrorless is great. You know, I started yeah. off on Nikon and Sony. You know, I had like Sony A7S II. That was my camera for years. I did so much stuff and did learn so much. You know, I I, I think I almost got there. your camera. The oh, yeah. the Sony what is it the ZV E10 or is that or you got the ZV one, one just the with the oh yeah ones. Oh, okay great. there's Better another life. one like that that I almost got but then the, the, those cameras and the other one that I almost got are like sold out so much because they're like right at the perfect price point for what they yeah. offer yeah and that's why I ended up getting my Sony A6400 oh, that's uh, great that I got that's amazing that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think camera too. pretty similar. Yeah, I mean they're like micro four thirds or whatever, yeah. or the I mean the ASPC sensor. Yeah, in the in the very end, it's like where is it going to go? Most of the content now is just on the phone, you know. Interesting yeah. formats, you know. Now it's like all reels. It's like it's like yeah. Somebody was asking me to shoot like this with a red. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to do that with Aspen. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you know, like holding my with my monitor. I mean, it's doable, but like it all gets compressed anyway, unless you're uploading to YouTube or, you know, showing on a big screen somewhere, you know. Oh, totally. But, I, mean, the, the, I mean, the good sides on like having those type of cameras, it's like you have so much leverage on color. So if you're really inter interested in coloring, creating a mood, um, you just have so much flexibility, you know, like uh, what's interesting is like you can change your ISO in post. Yeah. You shot something at like 400, you can change it to 800 or 100, which is wow. Like, you know, instead of it being baked in on like a regular, you know, yeah. Art cameras, you know? So, yeah. You know, but if in the end, all you want to carry a whole rig, and <laughs> that's up to you if you want to carry a rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what what's going what's like next for you because like i've seen you've done a lot of what it, or you've done a bunch of music videos and you've done some like you, it seems like you're posting a lot of like fight promo stuff or or like uh whatever it is what is it what, what have you been doing um yeah i've just been doing like you know documenting just like a lot of martial arts and stuff um uh, my full-time gig is actually I work in a photography studio, mm. so I get kind of burnt out on, you know. So it's, it seems motion seems to be my favorite thing, you know. But yeah. you know, on the daily, I'm like handling so much grip gear and stuff. So like when I go home, I kind of just like don't want to <laughs> be near a camera. Oh, that's fair. Um, for the most part, I do like to just film really anything. I just like been trying to, what I need to do is write more. I mean, that's, that's it. Just writing more. Yeah. Really. And just we all do. Living, living, <laughs> li living life and getting inspired with just life, you know, like life experiences and stuff, things that spark, you know, 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, sometimes I'll just have an idea and I'll just like try to find people to do it. And then, but I definitely do want to make more shorts. So that's kind of like my thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been into making reels and stuff like that, but I guess that's the new hot thing. But I feel like it's just too short, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to that. come up with some <laughs> stuff. Well, yeah, I, I my thinking right now is because I'm learning the ins and outs of film and like it's still pretty new to me. And so yeah. I'm trying to, and even with digital, like there's a, there's a lot that, I have to learn. And so my, yeah. my strategy has been to maybe try and crank out a couple like micro shorts that I can post to Instagram, like you did, where mm -hmm. it can just be like, um, cause I've seen a lot of shorts that are just, you know, a couple minutes long that are, they get to the point and they're captivating and they're fun. And that's great. Like if it's, if it's 15, 20 minutes long, like that, you know, you're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly. And, so, exactly. But, and so it's like, maybe I can just use it to create content, learn at the same time, maybe get more of an audience who will be interested in my future projects. So I already have a little bit more of like a, a follower base. Um, mm. But yeah, I want to try and do like one to two minute shorts and I want them to be film and digital. And I've recorded some stuff that, um, I mean, I'm working on a couple different projects that are in different various states, but I want them to be a mix. And um, I'll start with short stuff for now, especially because with the film cameras, both the Super 8 and my my 16 millimeter, it's like, you know, you can't do dialogue. So it's yeah. like, let me try and come up with something without words and... Mm -hmm. And to your point with the reels, one thing I've I've also been trying to use this time like to play around with aspect ratios. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, you know, it's everyone does 16 by nine, but then it's also yeah. like, oh, what if I film something specifically for, you know, the academy ratio or four by three, or um, yeah. I had one idea of like, there's this one um, short that I'm working on and I have to do test footage either tonight or tomorrow, but I'm going to shoot it on 16 millimeter. And I was thinking like, well, what if I did it like a one by one ratio? Cause like some silent films did that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of them did four by three, but it was also just thinking that, you know, most people who watch it are going to be watching it on their phone. So I might as well, and, and it fits the storyline to have it be more like boxed in as opposed to a wider. And so yeah. it's just like an opportunity to try all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, yeah, especially you know, because I'm not going to be able to do the widescreen. Like I can't, yeah. I'm not projecting it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, true 16 millimeters, like a four by three, like it's, it's yeah. higher you know, with the black on the sides, you know? Yeah. Um, even though I converted mine to Super 16, I kind of wish I did it in a way. <laughs> I like both, you know? Well, you can still lot. crop it to four by three if you want, right? Yeah. So. But, you know, when you shoot, it's like you're, you're framing for the whole thing. So mm. unless you're conscious about it, you know, sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's a struggle I get sometimes <laughs> trying to squeeze into, you know? But 
at yeah. least if you have that in conscious before you shoot, I think you can still accomplish it. Yeah. But um, do you have a do you have like a um, I don't know like a goal in mind with what you're working on, or is it just to like just keep working on new stuff? Yeah, probably keep working on new stuff. Like I've been, um, I just definitely want to make something a little bit longer for sure. Yeah. Max maybe 15 minutes. It'd be cool to enter some film festivals, you know, for fun. But yeah. I, I need to like write a good solid story first. So um, from the last project, from editing it and trying to get everybody to do it, I mean, kind of did all myself. It was like, you know, with the help of my friends. But all the editing stuff was me. It took a lot of time, so was, I kind of got burnt out for a moment. So I just I take a long break and trying to I'll film things here and there. But eventually, I'll I'll get back. <laughs> but well, how yeah. long was uh, Lady Saigon? That was like it's like three, three minutes, minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah, close to three minutes. Yeah, it was interesting too because I what I enjoyed that I learned about it from shooting was um, you can do it in sections. So say you have this whole thing, so you don't get bombarded with like trying to create a ten minute thing by having yeah. like consecutive shoot days, you know, back to back to back. Yeah. You, you know, you you can space it out, you know, and really get performances down. So scene for scene, you know. Maybe yeah. another week, you know, another like month ago or later, you can shoot like another scene that you practiced or, you know, were able to get locations or costumes or whatnot, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that helped out a lot. So that's how I did. That's what I learned from that. Um, I, I, I think I'm leaning towards that direction too with some of my stuff because, uh, like, the short film I made, I did like I had a cinematographer for that, and that mm -hmm. went well. But as soon as I started doing my own stuff, where I was filming it, I was making I was making so many more mistakes. And like yeah. my my new like approach is basically like go and shoot something, and then get the footage back and see everything you did wrong, and then go reshoot it again, and that it and and it's kind of what you're saying where you just like spread stuff out and just, you know, yeah. get it, get it done. Right. Over well, time. What was cool too was like when we did lady Saigon, like, you know, everybody chimed in, you know, everybody was helpful. Like yeah. I made it loosely be so it wasn't just all me like directing, you know, just, yeah. But especially when you're handling the camera, it's, it's a lot of work. So a lot of things like forgetting about performances, you know, yeah. so maybe I would have one person actually try to direct, which was helping me a lot, or maybe me on the camera or something like that, or, you know, just little things, because it's like a lot of attention to detail for, it's a lot for one person. <laughs> oh, yeah. The you know? I mean, like, gosh, yeah, it's a lot, because there's no, like, computerized, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you got to check everything every time. But I, I, one thing I was just curious about was, so like if you did a 15 minute short and it was a similar style and different story, like based on your experience, do you think you could like ADR, like do any sort of dialogue? And even if it's kind of choppy, like maybe it would be, it would fit the style or? I think I would probably attempt it on digital for sure. If I'm going to do any okay. type of dialogue, you know? or yeah. 
because I or narration would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Who was it that I watched? It was uh uh what's his name? He's like uh, an Italian actor or a, a director. Uh I believe it was Michelangelo Antonioni, I believe. Antonioni. Um I heard he he shot in sixteen, I believe, and dialogue yeah. was done later. Yeah, with the with the actors, which was interesting. I mean, if you really kind of think about it, too, a lot of animations like that. Yeah, you know, maybe they move their mouths, like the performers would be moving their mouths to those sentences or you know those lines, and then trying to. You know, either they see the playback and try to record. Yeah. You know, you know. So it, it seems like it'd be difficult, but it. Uh, I just remember, you know, watching Lady Saigon. It just made me think, like maybe it was doable because maybe it could match the style. But I do also like the narration style. I don't know how. I, I, maybe it could work for a fifteen minute. I don't know, but. Um. That's funny. It's. One of my coworkers, he used to do radio. Yeah. Um, uh, Carson, that was his name. And he does a lot of audiobooks and different things. So I was like, hey, he like, I was like, I didn't know you used to do radio. Like, yeah, for many, many years. But now I do audiobooks and readings and stuff. I was like, would you be down to do this for me? Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of like, <laughs> I wrote something out for him and then he put his twist on it. A lot of different takes that he recorded on his own time. Uh, I'm thankful for yeah. everybody, just you know, because it was so low budget. I didn't really have much money to pay anybody, but you know, everybody was just okay to just like come in and just help out and do their share, you know. So it, it was a cool collaborative. project. Yes, it was fun. <laughs> are you are you writing anything now? I mean, you said you need to write more, but is there like a next project right now? in the works uh i just have a lot of different like ideas that i've written down or tried to write scenes but nothing really um gotcha. yeah nothing really at the moment but i've been we've been inching on and just trying to do a fight scene right now with my martial art friends and building a story from that i mean that's kind of fun too yeah like spontaneously just like hey do a scene and then just yeah. build off from the scene you know yeah that's fun too you know instead of having it like all laid out which is nice too but it's kind of cool like sometimes like i'd take like a i don't know I'll take like a picture you know like when i'm like out or something like that and then that picture can inspire a story and then that picture becomes the story you know oh, and totally. you just build the story you know which is so cool you know so you're not really you just having to have everything already down and then and then going that route. So I like to kind of freestyle things a little bit, you know? <laughs> that makes sense. I believe it. I mean, even even from your short, like it, I, the, the part of why I was so interested in it was like, you know, you, you barely get to know the characters, but even just watching it, I was just like, okay, now it happens. Like who, wait, who, like uh, <laughs> there was, there was, as short as it was, there was enough for me to like be hooked in and be like, all right, then now, now it happens. <laughs> oh, 
yeah, that day we ran out of like light time oh, yeah. and then film also. It was getting dark and it was like it was hard to get everybody back again for a thirty count. So how much film really... did you have to shoot for a three so if it's a three minute is short, like how how many how many spools are I did three pools. Okay. So that's like what, seven yeah, hopefully seven, seven minutes. minutes. So you, yeah, you got like a two to one ratio. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I, I definitely did retake some, some uh, shots. You know, you know, sometimes people mess up on their thing, or I yeah. did something wrong on the camera. There was a couple takes that were like that, overlapping for the best one. You know. But do you think you would? Do you think you would? Uh, like. Like how how many roles did you bring with you, or is it just like I'll use this role, and then if we need to, I'll get another role for next time? Or how did you plan I mean, the for first, that? The first role, first first uh, day of shooting, I had three roles ready to go, and end up like like half the time that we were out there, I was like, I've only gone through half a role. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh man, okay. So that's kind of like, I know it was a slower pace. What I realized was it's a lot more rehearsals. Yeah. So like rehearsing the shot, you know, like, okay. It's funny because everybody was learning the choreography right there and then. So we didn't yeah. have any practice time. And she, the the main the actress, Lady Saigon is Tracy. Um, she never done any martial arts so she learned on the spot oh, <laughs> and my cool. friend greg so as my friend greg was uh, teaching her um it was like rehearsal and i was kind of choosing my shots i was like okay yeah. let me try this shot let me try this or uh, you know like going further back or maybe zooming in or you know so after when they were finally they got their um the choreography down that's when i was like are you guys ready okay here we go click done yeah. <laughs> oh nice so that was pretty much how that went so it's definitely a slower process it actually um maybe shoot better on digital too because now i wasn't just spontaneously just hitting the record button for any reason it's like yeah. okay what am i shooting what am i doing what's my shot like a to b like, um, yeah, and then more rehearsals, you know, being more thorough and then getting the shot, you know, totally. So definitely, instead of like, you know, before I shot film, I was always just shooting so much, and I would bring all my footage back home. I'd be like, oh, I have so much stuff that I don't need, yeah, I don't even know what I was thinking, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, wow, what was that, <laughs> you know, so being more purposeful, you know, film teaches you to be more purposeful. You know, and uh, yeah, definitely like that process. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking because uh, of martial arts. Have you seen um, everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah, they, was, and they got those. Uh, oh, it's so one of my uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time now. Uh, but I just was thinking because they got those like those martial arts or the uh, the YouTubers who yeah. like did all the fight coordinating for them yeah. and stuff. It, it like. It's it was so it's so funny. 
And also Michelle Yeoh, she's been in as an actress in so many movies. I mean, I've seen her like when she was young too. She's an incredible athlete, martial artist. Yeah. So like just seeing her, you know, do the. But she's barely done American movies, right? She's only done like, I think she's right. She's done mostly stuff overseas. Yeah, in her, you know, in her clear age. Yeah, Yeah, because I remember looking her up afterwards because I was just, yeah, she was amazing. A lot of Jackie Chan movies, you know. Yeah. Um, Like Super Cop, she was in that. Um, What was it? Crouching Tiger was one here. Yeah. What else was there? I forgot. But I know some of the other ones when she was young, I was just like, wow, like incredible like choreography like it's amazing yeah like I, athleticism i'm just like wow you can do that if that movie doesn't win the oscar regardless of what else comes out this year i'm yeah. gonna be very upset although there's some really cool stuff coming out this year yeah. um what are you looking forward to seeing uh well actually i'm trying to remember the release dates but um i'm very excited for babylon I'm excited for Oppenheim. Um, I think there's I'm one other one. about that one too, Oppenheim. I love Christopher Nolan. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, well, actually his first, one of the things that got me into film, interested in film was like his first feature was all black and white, 16 millimeter. Yeah, the following. And, yeah, and it, I mean, That's it's amazing. still interesting. Like it holds up over really time. It, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but have also seen, um, Avatar is you... coming out. Oh, wow. <laughs> After all these years. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Christopher Nolan's, that film was interesting. And you should watch an interview on his process on that. That was it's amazing. Very low budget. I think his budget was like 6000 Yeah. And he was filming like every weekend and like getting whatever place that he can get, you know, through resources of the, all the actors. yeah they filmed it over a year i think just on weekends and so with that budget i'm i'm guessing based on that budget all he paid for was filmed film and development there's no like with that low a budget i can't imagine he paid anyone anything god it's so good and but he made it work yeah it's amazing momentum was amazing yeah all his movies he likes to have puzzles in his, you know, you have to really pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> to play his movies, like watching again and again to like get something new, you know. So yeah. Like, uh, what was like Tenant was the last thing I saw from him? Tenant, yeah. Yeah. That was very interesting. I was like, I need to watch that again because there's a lot I, I missed or kind of trying to understand. I do think his best stuff has been his earlier stuff, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the stuff he did with Batman was incredible. Yeah. Um, I love those. But, um, yeah. Did you, how did you I'm like Interstellar? Up. Did you like Interstellar? Oh, yeah, Interstellar. That's one I didn't see in theaters for some reason. I can't remember why. Well, yeah. I, you know what? I'll say this. When Interstellar came out, I probably wasn't as big of a Christopher Nolan fan as I am now. Like it's yeah. more been something in the last couple of years where 
Um, like I've always been a fan of his movies, but I wasn't like super in touch with, okay, I'm going to follow these different directors who have mm-hmm. this style of movie that I really like. It's re- that's really been something that I've developed in the last couple of years. The exception mm-hmm. probably was Tarantino. I started following Tarantino's movies a few years before that, but, mm-hmm. um, Interstellar, I think, is so cool. It's one of my favorite space movies, and space is one of my I, favorite I so too. areas of film. There's not many good space movies. Yeah, that was, I really liked it. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, yeah, that and the following was my two favorite from him. I mean, the Batman was great too, so, but that's, yeah. you know, it's just like, wow. Well, I was budget, looking at um, budgets gets uh, bigger and bigger though. So oh yeah, to shoot well, he so. gets to shoot on uh, the IMAX seventy millimeter. Yeah. There was, I was actually watching a thing on YouTube recently. Um, if I find it, I'll send it to you. But it's uh, about it was about aspect ratio because I was playing around in my mind like, okay, if I'm experimenting, what should I do? And they showed a clip of, um, I think it was from um, Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And they showed a clip of how he was changing the aspect ratio within the film. But like he did it in such an interesting way because I've seen other films where like Wes Anderson, sometimes he'll change, he'll like abruptly change the aspect ratio, but it's intentional to like, okay, we're changing the scenery and I want you to be aware of it. But in um, Dark Knight Rises, there's a bit where in this video, they point out how he, it's when he's, um, it's when Batman is uh, about to fight Bane for the first time. And it's like under, it's like underground and there's like metal gates and stuff, wherever that is. And so it shows how it's like in widescreen format. And as Batman comes around the corner, um, like through the shadows and he's then suddenly locked in or he's like trapped from behind during that transition through the darkness, the aspect ratio changes to IMAX, which is like 1.43. And so suddenly you go from a wide cinematic where Batman's looking around to this more boxy version where he's trapped. And like, oh. I had never noticed it before in that movie until this YouTube video pointed it out. Oh, and it's just brilliant. I have no idea. Yeah, it's, oh, it's brilliant. I was just like, oh my gosh, you can like, you can do that? Like, I, I gotta do yeah. that. Like, <laughs> wow. yeah, I'll find I it. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah, it was really cool. Um, it was it was pretty. It, it, yeah, it makes me even more interested in his movies when I see little things like that that just go under the radar and but still add to it. And any good um, um, films that you recommend or any directors you like personally? Um, earlier, so let's see. The biggest thing for me this year was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, after that, um, yeah, I've been, the ones that I've mentioned that are going to come out, I think, later this year. Um, trying to think if there's been anything else. Hmm. Maybe not. I mean, I 
I try and go I see everything. What What's that? I really liked the Northman. That was pretty cool this year. Oh, uh, that's uh, what's his face, Roger Ebert or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I tried watching it on an airplane, and it wasn't doing it for me. But maybe it was because yeah. I was on an airplane. <laughs> uh, maybe I just didn't. I wasn't able to have the focus. Yeah. Uh, well, so one thing I would say, I'm just trying to look up like what other movies were coming up this year that I was watching, but the other big thing I've been really liking is um, uh, House of the Dragon, like some of these new series that are coming out, if oh, you're yeah, a Game of Thrones really fan. Seen, I haven't seen any of that yet. Just been waiting till it finishes. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so you I should, because it's frustrating, yeah. Um, I saw, I really like Top Gun, Maverick, um yeah i had i had i liked but also had mixed thoughts on nope did you see that no i haven't seen that i definitely want to see that though well i'm a, like that. have you seen get out yes yeah so i thought get out was a masterpiece so yeah it was like you know he, the movie us was just too weird i was like i didn't like it that much it was weird yeah. i liked it i mean the problem for me is that his, you know get out was a masterpiece and now all his other movies are going to be judged against that and like yeah. right, that's how it is for me because i'm like yeah. okay are you gonna do that uh and nope was <laughs> well i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna say anything but um i liked it i'm glad i saw it in the theater i'm i'm bummed though because i didn't realize it till after i saw it that it was shot specifically like for it was shot on imax cameras for imax Oh. And I just saw it in a, just a regular theater. Um, but oh, that's wow. like my new, after that screening, that's like one of my new things is I try and research movies ahead of time. Like if I'm really excited about a movie, because, yeah. um, you know, all the big directors now, they are shooting specifically on specific cameras for specific aspect ratios. And I want to go to the theaters that can provide that. So like if that, it's like that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, How it's like, supposed it's, to be seen, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like um, if it's being shot for IMAX and it's a one point four three, then I want to see that. Even though most people will go to a regular theater and they'll see like they'll see it chopped off and they'll see the widescreen and they'll assume that oh, this is, you know, this is how it's meant to be seen. But yeah, you're not, you're not getting what the director fully intended. Um, interesting. So that's, that's my next big agenda is just to like, get my, just stay on top of it when it comes to researching movies before they come out and just seeing them in proper screens. Unfortunately, because I'm in New York, it's it's very easy to do if if you need if you want to see IMAX or whatever. Like, yeah. there's enough theaters here. But I'm That's is cool. that true for San Francisco? Uh, you got enough theaters uh, there? I'll go find it. <laughs> I know the Metreon has the IMAX. It's the only one I really know. Uh, that's right. There's it's in downtown. You know, for IMAX. You know. But yeah. I can't say. Um, I've been really into watching older films um yeah the subscription to uh criterion channel so 
So I know a lot okay. of movies are, you know, a little bit slower. Some, you know, I can definitely probably yeah. it, but um, yeah. it takes you back. It's just kind of amazing. Like some stuff is just like pure, you know, like pure cinema, no crazy long, long takes, long cuts. Um, I Do you have any favorite uh, classic films? Because I got a couple. You just made me think of some I stuff. Mean, one director that took me a while to understand was uh, Andrei Tarkovsky. Uh, okay. Like, like the um, his movies are so long shots. It's crazy. It's like some of the movies were like Solaris. Um, what's the one? What's the most famous one? With the zone, I forgot which that one was. Um, okay. He's a Russian director. Okay. Um, his is pretty, more like poetry in a way. There's this one that he has, like, one of his movies is just like different, like, cuts of random things it's just his childhood memories so that was kind of cool oh. see memories even though they didn't make any sense and he kind of wanted you to just like um you know take it in oh it's called the stalker man some of the shots in there oh. was just like, i think i've heard of that is that the one from like the 80s like 1980 yeah 19 i think it's 1979 80 yeah i just yeah, heard about that recently yeah i need to check it out yeah, it's about, you know, this guy who's known as a stalker who takes into the zone and the zone in the zone is like blocked off and, you know, um, by military and uh, it grants people's like innermost desires and stuff. So there's like a scientist oh. and a writer that want to go to the zone and the stalker oh. wants, you know, basically it's hard to take them to it. Uh, which is interesting. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, and uh, the, the, short the, that, the short film that I recommended to you the other day, Le Chatey. Yeah, I watched Murphy. it. And what'd you think? You know, it was really cool, but part of it made me think about how some of these older projects, like our attention mm -hmm. spans are like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it makes me feel bad because it's like, oh man, I need Love to like, it. I'm like, I'm like holding myself in on this. Yeah. But it was really yeah. cool. It made me think about another, I was watching recently a thing with, uh, about like George Lucas's first short film, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how he was doing some similar stuff where he was using a lot of photography and like yeah. using different camera movement with photos. And so that, yeah. that short film made me think of that. And it did That's get my awesome. my mind churning where it was like, oh, how could you use this like in a contemporary way, like where you could have photos moving around or, you know, camera movement with still photos. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of like what I take away from it is just more of the like um, craftsmanship about it, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Wow, this, like this film was made with still photos. They like got these actors to do these things. Yeah. Like, wow. And they just did still photos. Like, how do you, how do they plan that? You know. <laughs> like, yeah. And then having the score, and then, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I will What's say, you? two clap like um, 
my favorite classic film is probably Casablanca. Have you ever seen that? No, that was on my list. Yeah, it's it's great. It's very like ultra classy. It for me it holds up. I like it a lot. And then a classic film I actually just saw for the first time that held up was uh, Roman Holiday. Have you ever seen that? No. It's like the um, it's uh like the breakout film for Audrey Hepburn. Um, and then she was like twenty three or she was super young in it. Um, but I um I watched it because I'm gonna be going to Italy soon, and Mm. it's also a classic film I've never seen. And I was surprised how well it held up versus. There are some other classic films that I watch and it's just like, I just have to turn them off because it's like, I'm just, I'm not invested in this. Like this did not hold, like it's been 60 years or 70 years. Like some classic films just don't hold up, but Roman Holiday did. And I think Casablanca does too. I would recommend both of those. I'm going to have to add that to my uh, list. Definitely check that out. Um, do you have any films coming up that you are excited about? You asked me about it, but I was wondering, have you heard of anything coming out this year that I should I don't know keep if an eye out ser- for? Maybe it's a series. It's called The Idol, I think. What's it called? It's called The Idol. It has like The weekend in it. But I believe it's the same director as Euphoria. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and it's shot in Ectochrome, I think. It's, I, I think it's a TV series. It's by, I think, A24. It's A24 series. It's coming in a couple months, I believe. That looked kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, but nothing too much right now. Yeah. It's, it's uh... As I see previews or something, I watch. It's slow. And my girlfriend are really into Korean cinema, so we watch a lot of Korean cinema. I nice. used to watch old, like old cinema, old Korean cinema too when I was younger too. They were pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've only seen a couple. But, which ones have you seen? Well, Parasite, of course. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. Um. I also watched, well, I watched some of the other, I watched, um, what's it called? Uh, the other one by uh, that director, um, the, the, it's the monster movie. Um, the Host? The Host, yeah. yeah I haven't uh, seen that one. I, I liked it. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I think I liked it just because it's so different than like how any American director would do it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's refreshing to see a different type of monster movie how it's like if it if it like for example um and i think they kind of did this they kind of did this with nope but not totally um Mm. like american directors like they will hide the monster until as as long as possible but with the the host like they kind of show it pretty early on. They're like, yeah, this is the monster. And like, it's going to kill everyone. Like it, I, I, it's just like, it's different because it's like, oh, I'm used to being shrouded in mystery. 
like unknowing if I'm going to even care about this monster and think it's scary or anything like that. But with the host, it's like, all right, now I'm from the perspective of like, like I'm aware of this monster and I'm there with the characters. Like, what do we do about it? It's, I don't, there's something like more matter of fact about it, which I like. It's uh, a little less like gimmicky. I think that's the one I haven't seen from him. I've seen like Snowpiercer. That was like American. Yeah. Like that one I love. That one? Yeah, that yeah, was that cool. was interesting. I heard his like is it Ed Harris is that then? Ed Harris uh, that right? That sounds like right. But I think uh, he was at the end of it. I heard he's like it's like a like kind of like an I don't know, prelude or I don't remember, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something. Her roomies. Uh, I just looked it up and yeah, Ed Harris was in it. He was in it. But yeah, that was a cool. I never saw the TV show, but. Yeah, I haven't either. Well, it was like the movie was good enough. Like, what is like, yeah. what what more do you want to tell about the story? But yeah, on a train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, man, I. Uh, I actually probably should go. Uh, it's it's midnight here, and I no I got work in the morning. But I appreciate you making the time uh, working Absolutely. this out with our different time zones. Yeah, I really appreciated uh, you even watching my film. So that's thank you so much on that. Yeah, that was really cool, man. I hope I really hope you do more of those. It's like I gotta send you. Um, I've been talking to this guy like way back when he released his short film. He shot on Super Eight. You know, you'll nice. probably dig it. It's very okay, funny. cool. Um, he was able to get sound, so I like, kind of chatted with him. Um, I'll send you the link. He's um, very inspiring, too, which is really cool. Um, maybe it's cool to ask people and see how they did their films to get like a little, you know, help, I guess, yeah. especially shooting with these old cameras. What, what kind of cameras do you have? Do you have a Super 8 or? Yeah, let me see if I have it nearby. Yeah, I have, they're both Russian. Um, well, actually, oh, right okay. now I have my my K3s right here. I've been- How, how do you like that? So far, it's been really cool. It's, because um, my Super 8 camera, which is, uh, I don't even know what the name of, oh, here it is. Uh, the Russian one, or excuse me, this they're both Russian. The Super 8 one, or actually I should say Soviet because the Super 8 was made like in 86, like in the mm -hmm. USSR. Uh, it's cool. I've just had, I've just had some issues with the focus on this thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, older but, cameras are so hard. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know? But it's, it's been really cool. Um, but the 16 millimeter the real trade-off is that I don't know about the Bolex, but this thing is heavy. I mean, it's got to be like it feels like it's at least ten pounds. Yeah, and but putting film in for the first time was like once I just you know looked it up online, it was super easy. And there's some dials in Russian that I just have to you know put English labels next to, but otherwise <laughs> it's been good. And like the lens. Awesome seems to be decent that comes with it it's just um i think i told you last time we talked like 
the M42 mount, it kind of, yeah. you're kind of screwed because there's nothing you can really adapt to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably not convert it to super or maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but well, I'm going to play around I with think it. You should, I, I think you shouldn't because a lot of the lenses are made for 16 millimeter. So I yeah. didn't know that when I converted it. And so like a lot of the, my native lenses for the Bolex, like some of it doesn't cover. Yeah, there's like vignetting. So yeah, so, but I mean, again, you can crop in and stuff, but it's good to know, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's not I have a Nizo. Um, yeah. This is this is how I got into actually shooting films. My last thing before we close, but uh, my coworker Stefano, he's really into photography. Um, he has all sorts of different cameras and gadgets, and so he had that for the first time. He's like, nice. he's like, hey, check out my Super Eight. I was like, pristine condition. It was like a Nizo by Braun. You know, like same brand as Braun. Shavers, but yeah, it's a German. Highly recommend their Super Eights; they're amazing. Um, and he's like, "Hey, here's the roll of Triax. Why don't you just go play with this? I don't know if it works." And I shot a roll when my friend came to visit, and we just walked around. And then I got a process. I was like, "This is so cool!" Yeah. And I, right then, I had I bought one, but it had to come from overseas because yep. those ones are hard to find. Yep. Um, but then I, I, at one point I had like three. Wow. Uh, because I was like on Craigslist and there was like a woman who was selling a box of cameras and she oh. had this Canon auto zoom. Yeah. In pristine condition, like no fog or dust on the lens with instruction wow. manual and an old roll of Kodachrome that I loaded <laughs> and shot at a wedding. That was cool. And I ended up selling that one because to one of my friends because he was yeah. interested in that. And then yeah, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, I was able to find some stuff for cheap. And I was like, well, people are just do they know how much these things are like on eBay? Yeah, like, they are expensive. Yeah. So sometimes I get some good finds on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, people yeah. just want to get rid of them sometimes. Yeah. They don't want to deal with all that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Sweet. But uh, cool, yeah, that was, that was great talking with you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great to, have to chat again. Yeah. Um, otherwise, um, you have a good night and thanks for having me on your first podcast. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll talk yeah. to you. Well, this will probably be, I'll let you know when I actually post this. This will probably be like episode four or five. I can't remember. I've, I'm recording a couple before I start releasing yeah. them just to give myself yeah. a buffer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just, um, I think we both said on our Instagram messages, like, it <laughs> it's hard to find friends who shoot on film, you know, it's like, yeah. not, not many people do it. So when you meet someone else who does it, it's like, it's kind of like, oh, cool. Like, I can actually compare stories yeah. and like what was cool for you and what it's was interesting for me. i've seen a lot of people shooting film photography yeah but not not motion Either. well it's pretty That's... cumbersome i mean it's like we were just saying with the 16 millimeter cameras like they're freaking heavy like it's like it's yeah. i mean you have to lug that thing around and then 
it's loud and it's like i mean yeah, I, I don't have play. the i don't have like the native lenses for bullex mm. but i randomly on craigslist found this japanese guy who was selling the zoom yeah and it huh. was in perfect condition again <laughs> or super of course cheap. and he's like yeah i have the native lenses i don't need this i'm like but you could do crash zooms yeah <laughs> but that thing well, is like about like that tall in the, in the extension so my whole rig is like i literally that lens is so long so you can kind of do a crash like, zoom yeah, I was like carrying the whole thing when I was doing Lady Saigon. Like literally, I was carrying the whole tripod with the zoom lens with the. Must have looked like a rocket launcher. Yeah, some people walked by and like, "Whoa, what is that?" Yeah, pe people. <laughs> whenever I take out my film cameras, people always comment on them. They're always because no one sees them. Like people know yeah. what they are, but they've never seen them like themselves. Uh, the yeah. on the K three though this. I can like do a crash zoom technically on this because cool. there's like a there's like um you know a quick change to go from 17 to 69 okay. um but with but for 16 millimeter I guess it's like you double those but um anyway we, I mean we could go on and on all night but oh, I yeah, do need absolutely. to go to bed <laughs> if we it, maybe we'll do this again in the future once we've uh, done a couple of projects and we can uh See sure. see if we have new things to compare. Sounds good. But thanks, man. All I'll right. talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Take it easy. Yeah.